0: So, 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 so. And on the other four weekdays, leading the way to ensure that your perspective is consistently expanded, your vibration is constantly elevated, and your heart is overflowing and full. Also, before we jump into today's episode, I'd like to take a moment to tell you about a few sponsors that not only help to make it possible to produce this show five days a week, but that I'm also genuinely passionate about promoting – especially since they're helping to fund all the cool projects we have in the works, such as the Positive Head app, the series that I'm intending to begin shooting within the next year, and whatever else we dream up over here at Positive Headquarters to help spread consciousness across the planet. Now, if you're short on time or just super excited for today's topic and want to dive right in and skip these ads, feel free to fast forward about two and a half minutes to get right into today's show. That being said, I strongly encourage you to listen because the reason I'm passionate about my sponsors is because they've made a huge impact in my own life, which is why I've aligned with these organizations, and I firmly believe they can do the same for you too. The first longtime stellar supporter of this show that I want to mention is Gaia. If you're not familiar, Gaia is the go-to source for streaming consciousness content online with over 8,000 video titles. And you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at Gaia.com forward slash positive head. That's spelled G-A-I-A dot com forward slash positive head. The second sponsor I'm extremely passionate about promoting is Purium. The reason I've aligned Positive Head with Purium is because I wholeheartedly stand behind their mission to end human suffering by making superfoods easily available to everyone with the ultimate goal to help restore mankind's harmony with nature in the process. I mean, what a noble mission, right? It's no mystery that you need to bring your mind, body, and spirit into balance if a person truly intends to manifest the greatest and grandest version of themselves. And for me, for years... I honestly felt like I was ahead of the curve in the mind and spirit category, but I was only average at best in the level of care I administered to my body. Sure, I was healthy-ish when it came to the food I put into my system, but after doing a Purium 40-day transformation with a 10-day metabolic reset and cleanse, I can honestly say I have reestablished my relationship with food in a very positive way. Not only did I drop the extra weight that I was carrying as a natural byproduct of the transformation so that I'm now at my ideal body weight, but I continue to feel like my best self by starting every day with an organic Perium power shake that is made from raw superfood ingredients that were meticulously harvested, thoughtfully combined to optimize the nutritional impact it has on my body. I view the shake as plant medicine, really, and it happens to taste really delicious and I can make it in about 30 seconds. There's actually four core Purium products that I take every day, and honestly, I intend to do so for the rest of my life for a very scientifically sound reason. And if you want to learn more about those reasons, you can go check out my video at positivehead.com forward slash transformation, where I go into more detail. If you end up buying any of the Purium products, be sure and use the code POSITIVEHEAD, all one word for a 25% discount. All right, all you positive heads, welcome, welcome, here we grow again, so happy to be with you as always. Today we are going to dive into the final chapter of Oneness by Rasha, been reading uh, probably over a year, just randomly choosing a chapter and actually had the pleasure, if you guys are wondering or happen to be tuning in for the first time and you've never caught any of those readings from the book Oneness by Rasha. Um it is uh, a book that was received and transcribed by the author who actually just happened to come on to the show as a guest uh, powwow as I like to call them Uh, she is my new pal and uh, we powwowed on episode 752 so if you really like what you hear today you can not only go back to the archives which by the way you can search at positivehead.com any keyword search oneness all the old chapters will come up that I've read in the past and I haven't read them in order because it's not really necessary although you could, um, and I really view this book as the guidebook for ascension, as I discussed with Rasha directly on episode 752. So there's a lot of good oneness stuff. The interview with the author, plus me reading the entire book over the last year or plus. We are concluding today with chapter 22. I think it's uh, really synchronistic and uh, cool that uh, the last chapter, I've mainly chosen with a random number generator, which one to choose to read when. And the last one that came up was... Um, Uh, Well, two episodes ago, it's chapter 44, which is the last actual last chapter of the book. Um, Then it was chapter one, and now it's chapter 22 right in the middle as the final. Isn't it great? The nonlinear delivery, uh, the encoded message in the way this is kind of just naturally unfolded. uh, How things aren't really linear is one of the things that's talked about in this book. So who knows? Maybe it'll pop up in this chapter today. I don't even know what it's about yet. Before I jump into reading, though, I would like to uh, read a review uh, by a lovely listener on iTunes. You guys know I love my iTunes reviews. of course, iTunes being the holy grail of all things podcasting, uh, when you review there, not only does it fuel my fire to continue this labor of love, but um, it also helps us to reach new people. So I, I really, really appreciate that. And uh, another way is to share an episode or to have people choose. Right now, I think we're at episode 760. Ask people to choose an episode between or a number between 1 and 760 and then share that episode with them. That's a fun way to co-create uh, synchronicity with uh, someone that you maybe want to expose to the show. Um, if you have them if you do it that way it's going to probably pique their interest so just another thought I like to throw out there but uh, as far as the review on iTunes for today it came in by Chan9021 a, a podcast that brings you peace and clarity is the title and Chan said The Positive Head Podcast is a sanctuary. If you're like me, you've spent many days, maybe lifetimes, confused, overwhelmed, and oftentimes exiled by your deep connection with the all, which includes your wildish and empathetic nature. Wherever you stand on your spiritual path, you have found your next tool for clarity and peace. I highly recommend you shuffle through the endless episodes, and I'm confident you will find what you didn't know you needed. Hi, Brandon, or... Any other podcaster on the show, I hope you decide to read my review on an episode because I'd really love to hear you discuss creating and taking space. I've been called and feel comfortable identifying as a space creator, someone who is present and emotionally available to all persons I come in contact with. I facilitate playful connections amongst those I'm around and allow for vulnerability at any and all times. I I know I'm not alone in being a person who saves a seat. I can really feel when someone saves one for me. However, sometimes I struggle with taking my own space and feeling like I'm taking too much. I find myself following others and what I can feel they want to do or talk about. I feel a strange guilt because I want others to express themselves. I'm wondering how we can let go of these feelings. How do we find a balance between creating and taking space? Any comments on the subject would be so great. Positive head, thank you for all you do. All right. Well, thank you for all you do, Chan, by taking uh, Chan9021 for taking the time to review. It means the world and um yeah also just to throw out real quick you can also re- review on castbox now which is supporting the show so I highly recommend checking out that app and reviewing over there as well um, but um, yeah I, I definitely appreciate it uh, all the feedback and I love how Chan like squeezed in a question here <laughs> which is cool too because I love getting questions from you from all of you and you can always write those to Brandon at positive or you can connect on the positive heads Facebook group and uh, ask questions there there, connect with other listeners, but um, let me take a moment before I read and just uh, address what Chan is talking about here: saving a seat for others and kind of putting themselves out there maybe too much. It instantly thought of my I, my grandmother was like this, such a big hearted person, always wanting to serve others. But it's really, really important that you come from a place of self love and self empowerment when you're serving others, because if you're if your cup is empty, you can't help anyone. Right. The idea is for your cup to overflow. When your cup is overflowing, then you can really, it's spilling out for everyone around you. But if you're depleted, you're not doing yourself any favors. You're, it's the greatest sin of all, not taking care of yourself and loving yourself. That is the ultimate betrayal, right? So doing that is first and foremost. It's like when they say, you know, on the airplanes, um, they give you the instruction before you take off. If uh, in the event of an emergency, the air is going to drop. Put it on yourself first, then help the person next to you. And it's a very good reason for that because you're not going to help anyone if you're depleted of air, if you're depleted of oxygen. And so it's really, this is a great lef- lesson for all of us. Um, Chan being very, uh, Chan 9021 here being very, uh, you know, empathic and uh, empathetic, uh, as she said, actually, or they said, uh, whoever it is, <laughs> I'm not sure the the sex, but um, You know, being that way is wonderful as long as it's not to a fault. So make sure that you are taking care of yourself and look at this as a challenge as a test for you to say, okay, this is who I am. And this is great about me that I want to hold space forever. Others hold a seat for others do as much as I can to facilitate. But Checking in with yourself, the number one thing we're all here to learn is self-love, I believe. Because if, once again, if you're not if you are not doing that, if you're not taking care of yourself, you are really, it's the ultimate betrayal. And uh, there is enough also when you worry about taking too much. Uh, y- there is infinite abundance at your disposal. You're one with the source that creates and animates all things. The, the abundance of not only this planet, but the entire universe and beyond physical reality, that's how abundant you are. So there's no shortage. So start really working on reframing that uh, perspective of, of lack, a limited anything. There's unlimited everything waiting for you to tune into it and start telling the story of, um, you know, unlimited abundance. So often we're we're fishing for, for minnows sitting on the back of a whale. All the gold is underneath your feet. <laughs> and so uh, really use this, I would say, take this as a opportunity to teach you what you're here to really get down and that is self-care, self-love and uh, a book that I talked about quite a bit lately, The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer talks about becoming this fountain, how it can overflow over from you by leaving your heart blasted open and learning to keep your heart open all the time as the valve that it is for spiritual energy for uh, heart energy uh, to flow through you so uh, that's a book that i would maybe recommend to to tap into some of that the wisdom that's shared there in regards to you know um, becoming this fountain that is uh, your birthright but if you find you're feeling depleted um, take time for yourself first and foremost put the oxygen mask on your own face all right. Well, um, <laughs> that I didn't expect a question in there, but that's all good. Um, and uh, glad I could take the time to, to address that. I hope it helps uh, for any of you who are, uh, you know, maybe struggling with that particular. Issue, And it's a very good issue, by the way, because you're a person who is coming from a very, very uh, solid intention and good heart, um, which means you're working with um, you're working with good, a good foundation. Right. So now it's just a matter of tweaking and and adjusting your perspective. So you really understand how to utilize that gift to the fullest. Right. Yeah, that's my story. I'm sticking to it. All right. So (laughs) let's see. Chapter 22, the final chapter by Rasha, and let's see what it's about because we always get a little title here at the beginning. Sidestepping the triggers that provoke predictable patterns of response. Diffusing the poignancy of the adversarial relationship. Stimulating the karmic resolution of emotion at parallel levels of awareness. Recognizing the divinity that unites all experience. Ah, this is not going to disappoint, this final chapter here. Um, All right, here we go. Chapter 22. The opportunity to transcend the patterns of experience you have acted out presents itself when you reach a place within where you are no longer attached to having to be right in the eyes of another. When you are able to let go of the need for ego validation on the issues that help define the history of this lifetime, you have taken the tentative first steps toward liberation from those patterns. It is important that you remain aware that you have not been alone in these interactions. The experiential partners who have been working out the details of these conflicts with you for lifetimes also have a stake in the potential for the transcendence of these issues. Agreements remain in place for each of you to continue to participate in these patterns of interaction until there is resolution for all concerned. Thus, it is entirely possible for you to continue to be drawn into dramas with certain individuals, despite the fact that you may have reached a place of completion with the issues in question. You may have noted a shift in the intensity of certain kinds of experiences as the energies that magnetize them diminish. Yet, within the energy field of your experiential partner, all the components for the full throttle of discord may still be present. The invitation to engage in conflict with certain individuals may continue for some time to come, as each of you brings to resolution the opposing aspects of an issue in which you are mutually invested. While you may well find yourself playing out yet another episode in a serial drama, your own sense of the energies will have shifted. You will feel far less invested in meeting your adversary chin to chin and more inclined to sidestep the classic triggers that once served to provoke you into predictable patterns of response. Your partner is, in essence, dueling with an experiential surrogate in your form as he brings to resolution his own poignant life theme issues. Four, vibrationally, you will no longer be functioning as a catalyst that might escalate the energies in question. Having diffused your own residual energy charge on the issue at hand, you can only add the vibration of indifference to the equation. Agreements of this kind will continue to manifest life-themed dramas that draw your participation so long as one member of an experiential partnership continues to manifest conflict around certain issues. By continuing to honor your agreements to be present and play your part in a given drama, you serve to help all conserved, concerned to bring a history of predictable conflicts to closure. You are linked karmically with certain individuals for the purpose of facilitating such patterns of resolution. Even though you might wish to disengage your energies altogether and simply walk away, you are likely to find that it's not that easy. For beneath the most insidious patterns of adversity that have surfaced between certain players in your drama is a foundation of great love. Were that not the case, it would have been impossible for each of you to have continued to serve each other's growth in this way, in lifetime after lifetime. Now that the augmented energies of these times of transformation are supporting your own impetus to move forward, each invitation to engage in battle with a familiar partner brings with it the potential gift of the recognition of a timeless soulmate. As you continue to release from your own side the vibrational ties that would perpetuate certain categories of interaction, you allow the love that genuinely exists between you to emerge and help shift the dynamics of your history. Ultimately, each of you will be able to release the other unconditionally and to move forward in new categories of experience. Once your own passion surrounding certain issues has waned, it becomes easy to project the non provocative responses that invite a similar sense detachment on the part of a traditional adversary. You will find that the episodes that surface between you are fewer and farther between, as the energies that invite them continue to dissipate or without the vibrational foundation for a potential interaction there is no basis with which to call it into manifestation certain relationships simply begin to drift apart as your attention and your energies are drawn elsewhere you will find that you begin to look back upon some of those some of these most caustic relationships without the predictable anguish that once was triggered at the mere thought of that individual for the sense of the seething rage or the profound hurt or the unbridled terror that the actual interactions once manifested within you and that had been retained vibrationally would now have been released. And the passing thought that might once have been a sufficient catalyst to stimulate those unresolved emotions to the surface now is not. Now you will notice that you can think about that individual or some of the actual incidents you co-created without feeling anything at all. The scenes are simply pictures in your mind that no longer seem to provoke or interest you. Individuals who once dominated your every waking moment and haunted your awareness and dream state have somehow faded into, into obscurity, and you are left to wonder about the validity of some of the major episodes of this lifetime. It is important to understand that your present state of transcendence does not serve to invalidate the poignancy of the journey that was necessary to take you there. What you experienced is no less real or relevant as a reference point in your history simply because you are no longer focused on the full intensity of those issues. The opportunity in... In having brought those categories of emotion to resolution is to remember vividly the richness of that level of experience, and at the same time to know that you are no longer there. One state of being does not cancel out the relevance of the other as a stepping stone toward where you, as a manifestation of conscious awareness, wish to be headed. The purpose in coming into form at those levels of density was to provide yourself with the fullness of the emotional experience necessary to draw parallel levels of awareness into a corresponding state of resolution. In this way, you were able to open the doors to the possibility of the integration of all aspects of your consciousness that resonate to those emotional issues. Had you not co-created some of the incidents that brought those profound levels of emotion to the surface, you would not have had the catalyst in hand with which to release the density that has held you in certain patterns of experience for lifetimes. So, from your newfound perspective, you may well be able to look back upon certain incidents and consider them to have been avoidable. But in truth, had they not manifested to the extent that they did, you would not be where you are right now. You did not attain this rarefied perspective by chance. It was only by your willingness to probe the depths of your emotional responses in tandem with the others who hashed it out with you by agreement that each of you had the possibility of bringing the agony of some of those themes to completion. You have served each other well. You have facilitated in lancing the boil of another's repressed emotions. The memories may not be altogether pleasant, but then they weren't meant to be and the authenticity of those memories will remain with you, devoid of their emotional charge, so that you might have a frame of reference within which to place yourself as you move forward toward other kinds of experience. From the perspective of your experiential partner, your actions were just as objectionable as his appear to you. Each of you is simply looking at a common focal point through a different lens. Neither of you was right or wrong. Neither of you was the villain nor the victim, regardless of what transpired. Each of you participated in the enactment of a drama, knowingly playing the part you were scripted to play, in order that a certain end might be attained, vibrationally. What transpired was one of many ways that end, that end might have been achieved, and much vibrational backsliding was facilitated along the way, while in lifetime after lifetime, each of you struggled to get it right. By trial and error, you, as a team, worked out the details of your contractual karmic agreements. You honored each other and violated each other unmercifully, as each of you gave full expression to the manifestation of pride and ego. The role was played both ways, as each was given a turn to experience the effects of his own actions. In that way, the full spectrum of each category of emotion was permitted to manifest as life experience for each of you. For no one who stands at the threshold of completing this work here in the physical world has opted out of any part of it. Somewhere in the experiential history of all of you, there are memories of having inflicted the very wounds on another that you yourself have found so painful. And somewhere in the timeless past of the multidimensional presence that you have brought forth to today is a character cast in precisely the role you now find most offensive, most likely a role reversed with the same partner. As you now bring these categories of experience to culmination, it is interesting to begin to consider the vantage point of the perpetrator of your most poignant battles and to realize that the shoe could just as easily have been on the other foot. You might just as well have been the one playing the other role. And chances are you were, more times than you would like to imagine. For that is the nature of the imagery of physical experience and what really brings it into form. All of it is conceived in balance and the full spectrum of action and reaction is necessary in order to achieve it vibrationally. You have come to this moment of potential karmic resolution in order to recognize from a place of non-judgment the essence of both roles in any interaction with another being and to know that there is divinity in all of it. Each of you fosters the emergence of the other into a state that transcends the need to perpetuate conditions that are calculated to hold you here at diminished levels of awareness. Each of you, as consciousness, volunteered to go back into the arenas of turmoil as an emotionally bound piece of fragmented consciousness and explore some of the infinite possible variations on the theme of separation from who you really are. So long as you continued to manifest your ego investment in taking what transpired at face value, you served to reinforce the parameters for repeating that kind of experience. The piece of you that separated from your own divine essence somewhere along the way has been hashing out the vibrational manifestations of that self perpetuating spiral ever since now it is time to shift that pattern for the calling of divine intent has been heard throughout creation it is time to put down your swords and your shields and go home the image you hold of yourself as an autonomous being separated from your fellow men and from a divinity that you simultaneously worship and fear will be revealed to you as the illusion that it truly is you are not the focal point of awareness you believe yourself to be You are simply a facet in a light spectrum, a glimmer of a focal point, a split-second flash of awareness in a vision that is infinite and eternal. You have deluded yourself into believing that you were the main event for so long that you have amassed a volume of incarnate history, of epic proportions to support that conclusion, and you reference a world around you that is calculated to reinforce those perceptions far from view yet ever present is a level of awareness that transcends in its overview of your personal history the details with which you define your identity that level of awareness conceived in balance has transcended the need to play any of the roles or to experience the levels of conflict and resolution upon which you continue to focus as you work out the final details of your sojourn into humanness It is that level of awareness that watches patiently as the first inkling of your true multidimensionality takes root. And that level of awareness, of which you are a fundamental part, waits to include you in the loving embrace of all it understands itself to be. In this way, the process of ascension is ongoing. At each level of escalating vibration and complexity are aspects of your own being, each lost in the illusion of its own particular vantage point, each oblivious to the momentum that unites all aspects of the whole. That singularity of focus is characteristic of physical embodiment and a necessary part of the experience. Your adventure in the form of this particular identity and the ones that may follow could not hope to be carried out from the vantage point of the overview. In order for the experience to be authentic, you will once again agree to experience the perception of the fragment of consciousness regardless of its growing multidimensional complexity. As you continue to awaken within the structure of this particular illusion, you will integrate the final nuances of an entire category of incarnate experience. You will be drawing conclusions based on levels of understanding that are characteristic of the higher levels of awareness. As you progress even deeper into this process of emergence, you will begin to be able to grasp the significance of the experiences you have lifted through over and over again for centuries. It is necessary now as you stand at the threshold of another kind of world that you be able to see clearly the path you have traveled in order to get there. It is necessary that you be able to glimpse the limitlessness of your true identity from within the confines of physicality as a foundation for the categories of experience to come. For only then are you able to weave the threads that unite all you have been and done in a way that allows your release from those patterns were a reprieve from the myopic perspective of the fragmented consciousness not programmed into this pivotal point in your journey you would be relegated to continue to repeat those patterns and unable to make the shift in awareness interdimensionally that is the nature of the transition at whose very edge you now stand the last remnants of the core issues of this lifetime have been stimulated to the surface of your awareness for your scrutiny and your recognition of the habitual patterns of interaction with of interaction with others who may continue to tempt you into the arenas of combat now helps you to distance yourself vibrationally from those kinds of encounters. Ultimately, you come to recognize yourself as the traveler you have come to embody, for you no longer dwell in the depths of the illusion that has dominated your emotional scener- scenery for the duration of this lifetime. As you continue to pay the occasional visit to these levels of experience, it is as one would to a neighborhood of long ago. You no longer feel rooted there, and the emotional investment in continuing to hash out the mundane details of karmic agreements no longer hold any attraction. These kind of encounters have a familiar flavor to them in that you have tasted them before, yet they no longer resonate with the bitterness that might once have provoked you into a self-righteous reaction. Now there is more likely than not a feeling of indifference at the sound of a familiar cue. For the one who is responding to it has transcended the limitations of your incarnate indeni- of your incarnate identity and perceives all you encounter from the vantage point of the overview. It is that aspect of self who is able to process incidents that continue to arise in the moment and to draw an instant correlation to parallel circumstances in the quote-unquote past. You have connected with this heightened level of perspective through the very paths of emotion that once might have led you into battle. Now the battlefield within has been cleared of the karmic debris accumulated throughout the history you share with the others who assist you in bringing this chapter to completion. And ultimately, each of you is able to view old, familiar scenery from a newfound vantage point of transcendence. The pathways of the emotions you have worked so hard to stabilize are those upon which your consciousness will travel in connecting you with heightened levels of awareness. For it is your emotional foundation that unites all aspects of the consciousness that makes up your multidimensional identity. That foundation, once cleared of the ego-based need to respond to provocation, serves as the pathway upon which all aspects of your multidimensional self unites in oneness, and recognizes that common bond as one that is shared with all creation. And that concludes chapter 22 of Oneness, the teachings by Rasha. And truly, as I've said all along, it is the guidebook for ascension. You are, if you're tuning into this information, it's because you're ready to level up and transcend uh, the old skin, if you will, that you're outgrowing as you become as you metamorphosize into uh from the caterpillar into the butterfly and so i applaud you for your journey i applaud you for seeing through the veil it's 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 a thick veil sometimes ego ego everybody's greatest obstacle right uh being right is uh and and getting worked up and being triggered you know and all those things if we can See them as um opportunities to sharpen our axe t- to help us to to you know uh, get good at this at at navigating these seas right smooth smooth seas never made for a skilled sailor right we're doing it. You're doing it. And, uh, I applaud you all. I appreciate you all such beautiful reflections. I do have a song to leave you with, um, on this fine moment in eternity. Uh, this one is by, uh, soul rising. That's S O L rising. And the song is called your love till next time. Love you all so much. Journey. Well,